serve it up to the whiskey run dry. Take your sugar and take your And welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. David Sterling has been suspended from the podcast for uh not being here two night two weeks in a row. And probably and probably to tell you the truth, guys, probably a third week in a row because big announcement. Uh I know last week on the podcast, Dave and I talked about doing our Live podcast at Heavy Rotation on the 14th. Well, we found out that was Mother's Day, which isn't a good day for anybody to do a podcast, especially at a brewery. In the uh, middle of the day. In the middle yeah, of the day. In the middle of the day. Uh, even though Dave doesn't have a uh, wife or significant other, my wife, I've been with her for almost 20 years, so it really doesn't matter. Connor, on the other hand, has a young child and a wife, you know, that are fairly new. So um, Only, the, only her of... second ever Mother's Day, so that'll be... Yeah, so, yeah. so it'd be kind of a bad thing to do so we have moved up the uh podcast to next sunday may 7th still at noon at heavy rotation brewing company they are excited to have us out there uh we're excited to go out there um it should be a good time fingers crossed that all the equipment works and uh it comes through correctly uh I i'm know excited that, i've never uh, been to that uh that uh, tap room yet it'll be yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Bring, bring some money because they got pull tabs. It's the only reason I wanted to go there because they have pull tabs. Nice. Um, no, heavy rotation is definitely a favorite of ours. And yeah, it's nice that it's, it's close close by. Pretty much close by for all of us for the most part. Yeah. I think it's for me, it's kind of taking the place of Blue Wolf because Blue Wolf used to be my place to go to uh, after work, especially with some coworkers and stuff. And now heavy rotation up the road is right there. And they've got, like I said, pull tabs. They've got an arcade machine um, and they have a you know, very nice ownership group uh, who is who's cool with us going out there to do it so we'll see hopefully I mean, I, it's gonna go great i think but we'll see uh speaking of podcasts dave and i did the uh pub trivia uh youtube uh thing with sam from pot on you loons once again this month this is my third month in a row doing it uh this time we had we had four of us this time so we did a lot better we had myself dave my sister-in-law jamie and my wife kelly and we came in fourth out of, I think oh, there it was, you go. was it 12 or 15? I think, yeah, a minute, there was at least 12, it sounded like, because, and it, what of an improvement, because, I mean, a mm-hmm. month ago, I did it, there was only three of us, your wife, Tony, and I'm pretty sure we were dead last, so. You were dead last, yeah. Yep. Heck of an improvement week, or month mm-hmm. over month, I should say. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was fun, and I was mm-hmm. proud of our team, so. When is the next uh, date? I kind of want to want to join in on that. Well, he is doing... Um, He's doing one on the seventeenth of May, I think. Oh, uh, okay. It's the Friday. No, is it seventeenth or is it the? It's a Friday after Mother's Day. It's not the seventeenth. It's got to be like the twentieth. That's the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he's doing the banger to end all bangers, and uh, volume two, I believe. And I think it's more of a music one. This one is. Okay. So it's not. I. I'm not really like. Not that I don't enjoy music. I just don't think I'd be very good at this one because, frankly. You know, there's a lot of music out there that I don't listen to, and I think I'd probably suck at it. So I don't know if he's doing. It could be worse. I don't know if he's doing another one at the end of the month or if he's taking like this is his one for May that he's doing. And that's that. So we'll see. I'll let you know, Connor. But yeah, if anybody is interested, go check out. um, Go on Facebook, look up Pub Trivia Group. Uh, You can join the group. 
Uh, I think he's also got a Twitter page uh, or just, you know, reach out to me or anybody in the podcast. We can tell you how to get to it. So it's a fun time. Uh, there are no prizes involved, uh, but it's a good, It's it takes an hour. It's just a fun Friday night. So and him and his wife put it together. And do They do a great freaking job. I mean, Sam and his wife put together some awesome questions uh, and really, it really makes you think about stuff and tricks you a little bit. Uh, the American Pie question tricked or the that was it austin powers was it austin powers dave oh it was AP. An american yes. ap yeah. was initials and it was it was a it was movie american trilogy pie. it was a movie trilogy i think the years were like 97 1999 and 2002 mm-hmm. so we thought american pie of course i think upon further uh, thought about it a little further and i think american pie didn't come out until like 99 or something like that but yeah something like that we thought we had it and big disappointment but could have made all we could have yes. been third could have been third could have been third um so yes check out his check out his uh, trivia stuff sorry i got a bunch of announcements to talk about we got two more to go uh that is uh i just want to mention that our there our intro music of course is done by a band called grand holler uh is my uh cousin's husband uh andy who who was part of this group i just want to let you guys know that they will be at the gopher restaurant and lounge on wednesday coming up in two nights uh the third of may and also on Friday the nineteenth, they'll be at Wusso's Concert Cafe, and it's all up on the up in the Great Lakes or up in Great Lakes. It is a Great Lakes, Lake Superior. Uh, all up in Duluth and Superior area. So if you're up there, check them out. Uh, if you can't get up there, please go on uh, uh, Spotify and check them out. Their songs are on Spotify. Um, check out their their songs, download them, give them a like. Uh, and then finally, I just want to mention that, of course, today is May 1st. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. So uh, if you have mental health, you know, things going on, it, this is the month to uh, talk about it, uh, to be aware that everybody's dealing with something and yep. to uh, not be a, a, an asshole to everybody because we're all dealing with shit, uh, myself. And and also to not be afraid to talk to anybody about it. Always make sure exactly right. you have people to talk to, just just so you know. You don't yep. have to keep it all in. You know, and, and if you talk to somebody, especially a professional, you get some drugs. And they make you feel better. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, you move on from there. But it's always the lifetime thing. Mental illness is a lifetime thing. And, uh, yeah, there's you've got support out there, your friends, your family. Co-workers, uh, pastor, uh, the bishop, bishop, the pope, whoever, talk to whoever. Get it out there. Don't keep it in. So, all right. I think I'm done with all the announcements. There's a lot of announcements this week. I'm sad that David's not here to hear all these announcements because, well, he's missing out. But he's drinking with neighbors on his driveway. It is Florida. It's probably like 75 degrees and sunny down there. Hats off to him. Go for it. Live the life. Live the life. Yeah. Uh, Connor, did you do anything fun this weekend? I know you went to the game last night. Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, uh, let's see what I do. On Saturday, me and uh, Austin had a, a morning in alone while uh, my wife went out with a friend and uh, for a brunch. And then mm-hmm. she came back and we went to a, 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 our friend's uh, son's birthday party who turned one. And... Oh. Um, so we brought Austin and and uh, a bunch of other of our friends brought their kids and uh, they were just running around all over the place and they had so much fun and uh, 
uh, it was a really, really fun time uh, down in Savage down there. Ooh, Savage. There you go. Yep. Nice. Way down south nice. there. And uh, uh, then on uh, on Sunday, my wife had a baby day uh, scheduled with her friends. So she took Austin out of the house and I had the house to myself. So nice. I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of household cho- household chores done. But then I sat and watched some HBO Max and I sat and then I watched uh, I played uh, that new Star Wars Jedi Survivor game. Too. Oh, let's so, let's not get let's not get into that, Connor. Let's not get in the weeds on that. Okay. No, I'm I want to get that game, and I just I I've seen so many great things. I know, um, uh, Dames from Pond and Loons. He was tweeting about it, and he was doing a Twitch stream about it. And I had to like stop myself from watching his Twitch stream because I was like, I don't want to see it. I want to play it. Yeah, yeah. And, I saw. Uh, I want to be involved. In- I saw some videos on YouTube today about uh, like you know how there are some gamers they they put a whole movie on uh, a whole movie's worth of clips from the game just saying hey watch all these these are all the all the dialogue and all the narratives from the from the game uh, on here and I had to stop myself from watching it because I'm I don't think I'm anywhere close to finishing it yet um, so yeah it's uh, but I'm excited it's it's so far very good I will say it's so far very good good deal. Yeah. Um, I played the well, first one, so I want to play the second one. So yeah, I don't play Dave, games, but I I don't play games, but I I am right in the middle of Mandalorian season three right oh, now. Oh, there you go. Oh, good there job. you go. Good it's job. a good so one. Go, it, it's yeah, a good, good one this year. So, yeah, so I'm halfway through it. About yeah, so far so good. No complaints. Yeah. I just had Dave, at least I have a little Star Wars crossover there. But I don't think the the new uh, Star Wars game is available on the PS3 though. Is it, Connor? Mm. I don't think it's available. No PS3. No. One of these no. days I should upgrade. Yeah. Maybe want to go to the PS4. I don't know. Maybe you can do nah. maybe. I think if you're lucky, you might find it on Dreamcast, though. Maybe. There you go. You get, yeah. get a Dreamcast. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh my weekend, of course. Uh well, I know exactly what most of what That's Dave did this weekend because I saw him yeah. all freaking weekend once again. A lot of overlap. A lot of overlap. Uh, yeah. Dave has decided to join me and my in-laws at uh, lunchtime. It's pretty much now an open invitation. They just expect them to come now. Uh, so we had lunch at the Boondocks up in uh, Otsego. And uh, after we played, of course, trivia on Friday. And then, uh, yeah, that was that. We played some, came back to my house, played some arcade games. And then nice. Sunday, I didn't I didn't do shit on Sunday. I was just like, yeah, I'm just not going to do anything Sunday. Nice. You know? that Dave, was, did you... That's, that's basically my Sunday in a nutshell as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. was yeah. great. It was just about perfect, just what I needed to wrap up the weekend mm-hmm. because I had gotten back from Vegas on Friday evening before I went up for right. trivia. So yeah, I was I was pretty tired all weekend. So doing nothing on Sunday worked out wonderful for me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh good weekends all around. Of course, guys, it's Monday. And uh, usually doing this on Sunday, but because the MLS scheduling people decided to do a uh a national broadcast of the Loons game last night at eight o'clock. Yep. Even though it really didn't kick eight. off till what time, Connor? Like uh, eight? around eight thirty-ish, I want to say thirty-ish. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, eight, it was a li- maybe it, a little before eight thirty. It, it was Jesus. technically it was it was it was going to kick at eight twenty-five. But every you know, I fall for this every time. But when I and I did this, I looked hours before the match started. I'm like, oh, is there a pregame? Nope, coverage starts right at eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, well, it's not kicks. It's not, not eight o'clock because they have nope, to have. It's not eight o'clock because it's an FS1 game. Yes, yep. they have to have their pregame, and which they did. Bullshit, so. bullshit. Uh-huh. So, anyways, uh, guys, we are drinking tonight. Uh, 
I'm thinking. Are we all drinking tonight? I know Dave. Yep, David's I drinking. got beers. Yeah. David's David's drinking wine. <laughs> he's not on the pod when he's drinking. So. Not on the pod when he's drinking, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll go first because I have a, a beer that I haven't had before, which is weird because I've had most of the breweries in town and a bunch of out of towns. I got something from Dangerous Man, and the only reason I got it, guys, is is because they're now canning their beers. So Dangerous Man has decided to can cool. some of their beers, which is awesome. The first time they've done this in their history. I went with their uh, Dangerous Man Cream Ale, uh, which is comes in at 5.2%. It's got uh, Montana Select Vienna and Flake Corn Malt. It got Crystal Hops. And this is the first beer ever brewed at Dangerous Man. It's a recipe oh, wow. brewed by Rod back in his early home brewing days. Um. I will say this. I'm a fan of cream ales. I love cream ales. I love Castle Danger cream ale. Uh, I love most of the cream ales that people around here come out with. This one, I, I'll tell you, it's good. But it's not Castle Danger cream ale good. Okay. It is. It's a good beer. I think that it's great. To, they put out one of the first beers they ever brewed in a, in the can. That's That's awesome. I just think Dangerous Man has expanded so much with their selection since they first opened that it's kind of like, well, this is basic for Dangerous Man. And I get it. When you're canning beers, you don't want to get too crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good beer. I would I would I would drink it again in a heartbeat. Uh, but uh, it's not like to the level of Castle Danger. And maybe I'm biased because I love Castle Danger so much, but just it's not there. It's like a step below. Castle Danger, but it is cool to be drinking Dangerous Man beer in a can that I bought at a liquor store. So there's that. Very cool. I wonder. It's been a while since I've been over there. I wonder if they expanded it all because they don't have a lot of space. You know, at least that you can see when you're in the tap room. So, I mean, I think there might be a little vent room that they have. I don't know. Maybe they might some uh, modifications, expansions over there to get them a little space. But yeah, cool to see. I haven't seen them in a liquor store yet. So looking forward to that uh connor what are you drinking tonight uh i'm having a brewery that we haven't had on this podcast for a long time uh i know we have had it on because i'm the one who brought it on but this is a brewery from up in wadena minnesota called drastic measures um and it is their humble mumble uh beer now most people here would know that i'm an ipa guy i love uh, all my hoppy dry uh, not too fruity IPAs. Uh, guys, this is a double milk stout with Oreo cookies mm. in it, and it's quite delicious. I did not think that the Oreo cookies going into the beer would be very tasty, but man, it's it it has a kick to it. It's it's real real good. It's seven point five percent, and they have a little narrative, not a narrative, a little I don't, I don't know, a little paragraph on the back here. The Duncan is done. No need to make a mess sticking your grubby hands in your milk. This beer did the work for you. We took our double milk stout and stuffed it full of real Oreo cookies and let it sit for a bit. The result is a decadent cookie conco- concoction that we think your that we think your flip for. Huh. That we think your flip for. I don't think that makes any sense, but um whether you were a twister or a purist you will get that flavor you loved when you were a kid without the sticky fingers. Keep cold, drink fresh. 
from Wadena, Minnesota. And it's very good. I really, really like it. It's nice, uh, not too sweet, uh, but you definitely taste the Oreo in there. Nice. Nice. Well, great. That's a sounds like a really interesting beer to have on the podcast. It's uh, yeah, it's very, 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 very interesting. I probably I, I don't know the next time I'm gonna get up to Wadena, but um, mm-hmm. if you're ever in Wadena, check out Drastic Measures. They they got some good beers up there. Rock and roll, awesome. Yeah. Dave, what do you got to drink tonight? Well, I guess if you're ever up in Champlin, Minnesota, make sure to stop by Elm Creek. Um, I'm in Champlin almost every day thanks to work but uh yeah i i've obviously had the brewery i've been to the brewery had it on the pod many times i'm not sure i featured this particular beer on the pod before but uh i i ended up going with the creekside kolsch um it is really really smooth well oh wow nice yeah, this one nice. yeah it's the one that's the one <laughs> You got that one too, or is that just happening? I to picked. I picked up t- that one today when I picked up Dangerous Man. Okay, well, it oh, was wow. a good choice. Yeah, it's it's a good choice because I I feel like when I go there, I mean, I think Elm Creek they usually have at least eleven. I think you a lot of times twelve beers on tap. I like a lot of them. I love, mm-hmm. of course, their what is it? Their rare, their rare candy, you know, series sour series. That's always kind of fun Stuff. to pick up. But uh, yeah, this one is. I mean, they call it, it's it's crushable extremely crushable it's really smooth it's got a it's got a malty it's got a really nice smell to it and that's probably due to the pilsner malt malt it's you know classic german style kolsch and uh it's 4.8 percent so you know not heavy at all really easy to drink crisp and refreshing so yeah there's a lot to like about this one nice yeah, and I wanted to say this. We probably should have brought it up a week ago, but uh, the 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 um, Minnesota Brewers Cup Awards took place uh, about two weeks ago now, and I thought this was interesting. So Falling Knife, a, 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 a brewery that you guys recorded, right? You and David, Tony? I don't think I was there for that one. You, I not. think you were there. Was I? You were there. It was, snowy, it was a snowy day. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I'm just... And you were there it all blended together but uh anyways yeah. they in, they ended up killing it and so they uh but one, their one of their beers you know ended up winning best in show and the top american lager and uh it was it's called i haven't had it i don't it's called tom's lager beer have you had that mm-hmm. Tony? Okay. yeah it was uh when we we went there to record that was the beer one of the beers i had i believe because that was okay. one this one of their first ones okay i think yeah. Yeah. And um, they also took first in like three, three other categories. So yeah, they did pretty. pretty yeah. Awesome. But yeah, you're, you're right, David. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we should have talked about this last week, but uh, those Minnesota craft brew awards came out. Uh, like you said, Fallen Knife had a bunch. I think Elm Creek, didn't they win one or two? I believe. I think they did. Uh, I am not 100% sure. I know Heavy Rotation did, speaking of Heavy Rotation, where we'll be next week uh, recording our pod, they, they did pretty well too. I think they won at yep. least three heavy did. Let's see. It, it was the Minnesota Brewers Cup Awards. Sorry, I'm our bad. Uh, Fallen Knife won a bunch. Uh, uh, Fulton. So the three best in show were Fallen Knife's, uh, Tom's, uh, which you talked about. Fulton was number two with their 300 IPA. And Freehouse in Minneapolis was number three with their number 69 red lager. A um, couple of the ones that we've had on the podcast, Forgotten Star Brewing Company, Came in second in the American Wheat and Cream Ales one for their North Star Cream Ale. And Heavy Rotation came in with their Farmer Franks, which is a great cream ale from Heavy Rotation. And hopefully they'll have it. I think they do have it on 
tap and hopefully it'll be on tap next Sunday when we're out there because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our friends from Invictus won in the Amber uh, American Amber Blonde and Pale Ales for their Blain It on the Rain Amber Ale. Uh, let's see what else. Pale Augers, Bauhaus Brew Labs won a couple for uh, Wonder Stuff and Grasshopper. Wooden Ship Brewing Company, which uh, Connor had on the podcast, won in the Amber Lagers for Vienna Lager. Snarky Loon Brewing Company won for Smoke Fest. Uh, let's see. Dark Loggers, again, Forgotten Star, came in third with their Bonspiel Bach. Uh, Czech Loggers, Lupulin, won, came in third in their Dance in the Rain for a Czech Logger. Uh, German Pilsners, Uda Pils, Anniversary Pils, won number one there. Inbound was number third with their Laser Loon. Um, let's see. Anyone, other ones we've had them here. Omni came in second in the Hazy IPAs with their Fad. Which of course you can get in okay. stores everywhere. Yeah. Uh Surly came in third with their uh of course Furious came in third and their double and specialty IPAs. Uh German Ales, uh Bet Pal came in first with their little d- Dussel do ya. <laughs> Which okay. Uh let's see. Is there anybody else? Wooden Ship came in second in the Belgian uh, most mon- monastic ales. For their grapefruit rosemary saison, and let's see, uncommon loon came in third for the, one of their English, Scottish, Irish ales or Celtic fire. Heavy rotation came in second in the brown ales and porters for their London calling. Torg came in first uh, <laughs> for their stout for Wonderwell. Uh, Sunken ship came in third in that one for Aaron Sweater. Dave, Aaron Sweater. Okay, came in third. Good. Well done. Well done. Uh-huh. And then my favorite, of course, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Falling Knife came in for their Cumulonimbus, which is one of their sours or funky ales. Specialties, no, no, no. Where was the one? I thought I saw. Where was that? Um, I thought I saw that. Yeah, while you're looking, I, I am surprised that uh, Elm Creek doesn't have, you know, didn't place in the top three in any of those categories, assuming they were represented in in that competition but surprising to me they uh there was one there's i swear on the american or american oh yeah american loggers so guys a beer i've had on this podcast numerous times before from cold spring it's third street brew house it's minnesota gold which is one of my staples in my in my beer fridge uh Mm. it's either minnesota gold or of course premium and those are my two like minnesota staples so yeah they came in second for theirs so yeah so all in all guys some breweries we've had a lot of these breweries we've had on the podcast before a couple breweries we haven't which we need to get some yeah it, uh but canal park brewing company in duluth has a clear waters cream ale that i might have to pick up when i go to duluth in a couple weeks um get that on the broadcast so all right Anyways, well, good beer talk. Let's move on, guys, to some loons talk because we have some good news and some bad news. We'll talk about the good news first. Yeah. Some Last good news Wednesday, and some not so good news. Maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. Last Wednesday, we uh, played in the U.S. Open Cup match up in Detroit. It was Tuesday, uh, but close enough. Tuesday. Sorry, my bad. Which, yeah. which was nice, you know, going into the weekend here, you know, having having mm-hmm. that extra day. You know, getting an f- extra full day of training because of that. So, I mean, it, I guess it, would, it was an advantage to play on Tuesday. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
And what they played in Detroit, there was a lot of talk about the field conditions because they play on like a turf surface, which is a little bit crampy. What did you say? I think that I think Adrian Heath wanted to say it was shitty, but he couldn't say it was mm -hmm. shitty. Right. But he had to like dance around the shittiness and say, oh, it's an un it's a little bit different and we're gonna have to get used to it. But no, it's a shitty field. That's yeah. just the way it is. Um Funny thing about that field was um, what was what was the beer I was talking about, Dave, on Saturday? Stroh's. Oh, Stroh's. Stroh's. Yep, yep, yep. Stroh's yep. beer. You used to see Stroh's around here all the time. Quite now a, you don't see it around bit. here. Yeah. Now you see it like they sponsor that damn Detroit team up there. So um, oh, there was wow. actually there was a picture of uh, Sherry Ballard, uh, I think, on Twitter, and she was had, she had a Stroh's in one hand and a. I think it was something else in the other hand. I don't know what it was, but she was drinking a Stroh's. Uh, so she said, when in Detroit, drink Stroh's. So there you go. Um, guys, that game started off not good. Oh. Not good at all. Uh, I think it was six minutes into the game. I think that uh, Detroit scored, uh, which was absolutely shit. And because of that, I'm going to give the loons one of these. <laughs> Because Aww. Detroit scored against the Loons well, in six minutes, and that's a, that's exactly the right you know soundbite to play, Tony. Because especially after what happened, how how the Loons had a relatively early exit last year against a, mm -hmm. US, a USL side, um, and so and especially after back to back losses or back to back to back losses in MLS play, you're thinking, oh, here we go, you know this yep. this odd bad stretches continuing so yeah it, it, it went all it was one nil at halftime too so yeah but not like there's a lot to be excited about to get through this game fairly quick because everybody knows what happened we went in halftime down one nil adrian heath obviously lit into these guys at halftime and said hey fucking get your act together yeah score some goals We're why are you losing to the are you losing bottom side in the usl championship yeah and they did. They came out and they scored like three goals in what uh, was it? Six minutes. minutes. Six minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Three goals in six minutes. And uh, pretty much put the game away at that point. And then it was all downhill from there. And uh, Detroit, of course, couldn't come back. And uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, we are moving on uh, to play. Who is it now, Connor? We play Philadelphia, in... I believe. Is it Philly? Yeah, Philadelphia. Home? It's at home. It's uh, against Philadelphia, and the winner of that one, I think, I can't remember if uh, if Chicago wins the other one. I know we go to Chicago next round, mm -hmm. and if we win, but if mm -hmm. St. Louis, I wonder since we we were drawn as a home team uh, in this yeah. round, I don't know if we go to St. Louis or they come here because mm -hmm. uh, St. Louis and Chicago have the the first match in that bracket so technically yeah, it, it, it gets weird i remember looking into this i think last year of how these draws work uh you know every time they do them after certain rounds it, it it gets really weird and so i think the way it works i could be wrong but is so st louis hosted uh union Omaha, was it yeah. um i think so yeah yeah i believe that i believe that was the case and so i it's so i think it's are they hosting? I think it's the hosting team is the upper upper team in that draw, and they'll continue that way throughout until the next draw, basically. Gotcha. They just drew the so, then they just draw the next draw. Didn't we just did. have another draw? 
They did. And yeah. so So usually yeah, they so do that, don't they don't they do the here are your two home teams for the next draw. The, and then they pluck those and then it's So no for the for the next so for this draw, we, we yeah, we face the winner of the St. Louis Chicago game and then they do a draw after that uh for yeah. the uh the quarterfinals, I think it is. And and um, Connor, you said it. Who's hosting uh St. Louis Chicago? Uh Chicago is hosting that one. Okay, so I'm thinking, I think you hinted at it, Connor. I think the way that would work is if St. Louis is hosting, is that what you said? Or Chicago's think, hosting. No, Chicago's hosting. But yeah, if St. I, Louis I, wins, I wonder if we'd go down to St. I Louis. Think, I think, it, but the way, I, I could be wrong again. I don't want to get too deep in this rabbit hole. But I think the home team, Chicago, would host us if we won. I, and honestly, I, I feel like one of those two home teams, I think if St. Louis won, which they certainly could, then I think we would be hosting. Could be wrong, but we'll no. just move on because we don't know clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But I will say it is, and that's why I brought it up. the The way they do the draws, you know, they don't do them every. I don't. I don't. I don't think they do them every round. It just gets a little confusing. It gets. I think that they they do it. They do the the draws every round. I think up until this um this round, and then they they let they let you play two rounds, and then they do another yeah. draw for the quarterfinals. Okay, I believe. Something like that, and then they so, and then they keep let you keep playing for that. I yeah. think I could be wrong. I, you know, I want to say they they do a draw for semifinals too. Actually, and Mike, we're, we're probably all wrong, so we'll just leave yeah, it at yeah, that. we're all wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're all wrong. It's screwed up. Yeah. Uh, but we it doesn't really matter because we have to beat Philly. Uh, coming up, what's the date of that, Connor? Is that uh, May ninth? Uh, May ninth, and that's Tuesday, a Tuesday, I believe. A Tuesday, Tuesday. yeah. So May 9th, Tuesday. That's in uh, well, it's shit. That's next week. Uh we're playing here against Philadelphia. We'll see how they do in that matchup. Um should be interesting. But uh yeah, that's the US Open Cup. I don't really I don't really get into it until the next round, anyways, because frankly, this is now the round where all the MLS teams are playing. Although there are two there are two USL teams still available. There's there are, uh, there are a few, actually. There's there, I think there's, there's more two... There's two US all USL matches, I think. So there will really? be a few USL teams in the next round. There's there, and I'm not sure if it's a championship or USL one or two, but tw- there's 20 out of the round of 32, which which we're entering here next week. There's 24 MLS clubs represented. Mm-hmm. So yep. that le- you know that leaves eight uh, you know other lower level teams mm-hmm. still in the competition. Yep. Well, it's not quite. Uh, is there tw- is there still 24? Oh yeah, because the. Um, tw- the the Canadian teams aren't uh, aren't part of this, and then right, right. Uh, you know who got uh, eliminated in the third round. Atlanta. I was trying to. I don't know. No. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta United. Atlanta yeah, United. Atlanta got, got yeah. Yeah. Screw them. Yep, they're Screw gone. Them. Yeah, we're not really we're not competing with them anymore, though, Connor. We're done with that rivalry. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> That's done. Stop. <laughs> Stop. All right, so yes, we have USM Cup match coming up next Tuesday against Philadelphia at home at Allianz Field. Uh, that should be a good match. Hopefully the weather is fantastic. I hear it's going to be fantastic if you look out that far. Um, so we'll see what happens. Let us talk now, guys, about last night's game against Dallas at home, Allianz Field, late match. Connor was there. He was sleepy because it was late. Um, we go to smash guys on a three game losing skid. Um, so we're not looking great. 
Uh, I think we've talked about this in the last couple of podcasts. The defense has looked uh, good or great yeah. at holding teams to a goal or less. Uh, but the offense, of course, has not done its job. And uh, we've gone through a dry spell, which was going to be the case without uh, a guy by the name of Ray, uh, who's still not here. So things have to change. And uh, Adrian Heath is trying his best to make those changes. Uh, last night's match, we did have a couple of, of uh, changes in the starting lineup. Of course, we're going with the old 4231 because that's Adrian Heath's baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence was back. Well, Taxi was back uh, on the uh, left side, which was nice. Uh, Sonny Dawson, Will Trap were in the middle because uh, what's his name was Ariaga. He was injured. I think he had a little injury. Yeah, he out. he had a um. I guess he got a little hamstring tweak in the Detroit game. Hmm. Um. So he um. And they, I don't know it, the way Heath talked about it uh, prior to to this match. Doesn't sound serious, but you know, in his words, more or less paraphrasing, he kind of sounds like it's too early in the season, you know, to be taking any chances. So he didn't he didn't train all week, Ariaga. So I think they had him listed as questionable because it wasn't too serious, but I mean, he, writing's on the wall when you're talking on Friday, Heath is, and he hasn't trained all week, so. And then Will Trapp uh, was questionable. He was questionable, actually, as well. He hadn't played in the last couple matches, so he was questionable as well, but of course, he did start alongside Dodson in the midfield. Threw him out there. Uh, the front line was a little different because Mender Garcia did not get to start. We had Louis Amaria or Armadillo, as Dave mm-hmm. likes to call him. Uh, he started at the top because I think Adrian Heath liked what he saw in the second half of the U.S. Open Cup match against Detroit. Uh, yep. Emory did have a goal in that, in that, although it was a deflection. So do we really call it a goal if it's a deflection? I don't know. No, <laughs> but, uh, no, but you know, maybe he looked at it as, hey, you know, this is a way for Amaria to get his confidence back. You know, scoring a goal, yes, in the U.S. Open Cup, but – you know, he did. And so, yeah, I put him out there and um, that's, it's going to be a little bit of a talking point for this game just to see, you know, to talk about his effort and play throughout this game. But yeah, cause there was and, a total uh, of three changes. Yeah. What was it? What were the three? It was obviously Am- well, Amaria. Kamar, Taxi. Lawrence, Kamar Lawrence, Taxi was in there. Amaria. Oh, yeah. And then of course, uh, awesome. we'll trap in for. Uh, for Ariaga. Yeah. Ariaga. Yes. So that's our lineup, guys. Uh, we'll talk about, well, there's a couple guys we'll talk about in this lineup. Uh, one of them, Bongi, on the left. We'll see uh, if he lasts past this week, um, according to the uh, people on Twitter and the people on social media. He shouldn't be starting for this team, but we'll get into that. Um, game started, guys. I, You know, we looked good. I, I will say this. We looked good uh, oppressing pressing up the field, pressing up the pitch. We were making some some nice pressing things going on, and we were getting a lot of some chances here and there. Yeah, yeah I'd um, say after the first 10, what, what do you I, – I hate to say Minnesota started slow because so did – I mean, so did Dallas. It, it was just mm-hmm. a disjointed start. There wasn't any, any rhythm whatsoever to this game. It was kind of ugly, mm-hmm. honestly, the first 10, maybe 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. so it, it was – I'm not complaining too much only because Dallas looked just as equally as bad. They probably through 15 minutes had the possession, had the better of the possession, um, maybe looked a little bit better, but quite frankly, they didn't have any real shots on, they didn't have any shots on goal, I think until the 60th minute in this game. So 
it, nothing, nothing, you know, no danger for Minnesota in the first 10, 15, but Minnesota looked fairly looked, they were not high pressing Tony to your point in the first 10, 15, but something clicked, something changed, I think around the 15 minute mark, because yeah. for the rest of that first half, it did look Minnesota, Minnesota looked like dangerous team. They were, they were mm-hmm. really good on the counter. They had some high, they were pressing much better than they were. Like they looked like in the first 15, they weren't even thinking about it. They were just sitting really deep, playing really deep. And, uh, but that, that changed and they started to look good. They really did. Well, I think that this team, if they want to score goals, has to high press because frankly, it's the only way you're going to create action. I mean, without Reynoso in the middle, it's the only way you're going to create opportunities. Right. It's high pressing and getting mistakes off the other team. Um, we did have a couple misses here and there. Uh, we had a save, you know, a couple saves. Robin Lud had a header that looked, if he would have gotten more on the ball, Robin Lud would have had a goal on that. Unfortunately, the ball, I think, was a little too high for him to get that header in. Uh, we had Bongi's right-footing shot from outside the box, and it was right at the goalkeeper, whatever. He's becoming the new Chase Gasper, just skying it over the net like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Emery had a, a right-footed shot right to the white, wide to the right. Uh, Lud had some. I mean, we had shots, guys. We had shots on goal in that yeah. in this first half. We had opportunities to to make to to make to, to get get a goal to get ahead of this team, and uh, just well, just finished. We it. had shots. We did. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them shots yeah. on goal, but we had shots because I remember shots. But that's we, but that's all you need is opportunities, Connor. You that's very true. Right. That's I mean, true. But yeah, I mean, that's, he's. He he's words. I mean, they had you know. Obviously, we're people are disappointed that they didn't get the win in this game, and um, and he talks about three or four you know like clear cut opportunities. I think we know what he's talking about. Uh, Amaria had what looked like a couple clear cut opportunities. I could probably take a minute and talk about those, but so did Bongi in this game. Bongi had some great chances and just kind of makes make you really scratch your head, especially I think late in the game. Bongi had one that. Was right there for him, and I don't know how he put it that wide. Now, Amaria, if you're watching this game live, I think it was in the 22nd minute. He was close to goal. I, uh, I'm trying to think who had the cross into him then, but um, Boxel. Boxel. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Boxel. Yeah, beautiful yeah. cross. Amaria is right there in front of goal, and and somehow skied it above the net. Now, mm-hmm. I <laughs> taking a second look. I think to be fair, yeah, when it's going bad, it's going bad, and I mean Amaria. You, you do expect better. We've seen better in the past, but I think on this one, he got unlucky. He was slipping backwards. The ball just caught him high up or, you know, higher th- on his shin than he wanted to. And it just was unlucky as he, cause he was falling backwards. And then I know later in this game, uh, I'm not going to be a dead horse, but Amaria, you know, had another one that was relatively close to goal and just ended up putting it well wide of the goal. Disappointing. But again, I'm going to give a little credit to the defense on this one because if, you know, that defender got in there, had his leg out wide. So Amaria didn't really have a choice, but to stick his leg kind of out wide, just didn't really get a good strike towards the net. And so disappointing. Bongi was disappointing um, as far as his opportunities. Like, I don't know. What do you think of Amaria? He played a significant, he played 90 minutes, didn't he, in this game? Um, He did. Um, He did. You know, I think he's... the, the problem is uh, with Amria is that, you know, he wants, he obviously wants the ball. He wants to, he wants to become available for the ball, but whenever he gets it, he, everybody just knows that he 
uh, is not great under pressure, to be perfectly honest. And he uh, he's very easily dispossessed. He plays either a pass backwards, so he's they're forced to backtrack, or he's forced to um, uh, or he's forced to take a bad touch. And uh, so I I mean. As far as becoming available, I thought Amaria did a great job, but uh, what he did with the ball could have been better, in my opinion. Yeah, well said, Connor. I think I agree for the most part. And it, I think after the first uh, 15 minutes of this game, I think Amaria, he was a lot more involved in this game than we've seen from some of our forward play in general all year. I mean, he, he was heavily involved in this game. His effort level was up. I think you could tell. Heath must have had a talking to him because he his effort level was – very high there was one point in this game you know where you i think uh jesus ferrero was on a heck of a breakaway going the other way wide open and and you know it was amaria that ended up running all the way down after i think he uh jesus ferrero ran into i think taxi but then amaria kept running all the way to the back line you know for Mm -hmm. an important dive uh tackle Mm -hmm. to save you know across into the box very close into the box so there was effort there you could see it his hold-up play was good after the first 15 minutes that's what Uh, yeah i agree a lot Mm -hmm. it's totally different we haven't seen our forwards really do that this year at all i think in general so i mean there's something to like from what we saw from amaria of course it's very frustrating for all of us including himself to to not be able to find that finishing touch and connor you touched on it you know you know it is maybe not good under pressure and you know it's a confidence game right now i think for him that's what it kind of feels like so yeah uh, i'm not gonna hey i'm frustrated too i'm not gonna sit here and try and defend amaria but i didn't i'm just saying you know in ten nine games played i mean we haven't seen a whole lot from any of our forwards you know really significant like that so no and it's a it's it's a story that happens year after year as well it's our our forwards can't get any goals or and our defense is uh good enough just to keep minnesota in the game uh, mm-hmm. so it's, um, it, it, it is very, very frustrating to not be, to not be able to see a bunch of, uh, a bunch of goals on Minnesota's side, because we haven't seen that now, probably since, uh, the, the COVID season, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. cause we were it's, it's been, very good scorers then. It's been a dry spell. Yeah. Um, guys, we get out of the first half is still nil, nil tied up, which means, well, that's good and bad. Good in the fact we have a lot yeah. of goal. Bad in the fact that we haven't gotten a goal. Um, but I will say this. I saw some people on Twitter uh, saying that this game, at no point in this game do I feel like the Loons were going to score a goal. And I think that's wrong. I think that there were points yeah. in this game where the Loons were going to score. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people are down on this team. and They just, they just have given up on any hope that they're going to score even when they get close. But they had opportunities. They had many opportunities to score here and whether it's a bad bounce or you're one step too slow or one step too fast or the ball's an inch ahead of you or an inch behind you i mean that's just where we are right now i mean we're just not we're not winning we're not getting as lucky as some teams get you know what right. i mean i yeah i think i mean i think Heath made reference to it in his post game comments but like this game this game against Dallas last night wasn't all that different from the first game of the season, you know, when, when we went down to Frisco, you know, and ended up winning one nil, but we somehow found a way to put away a chance. I think it was a mender on that one. I, I can't forget, but anyways, they, they ended up winning one nil, you know, the game that they went to St. Louis and ended up winning one nil because they were able to finally put, a, you know, they were able to put away one of those chances. That's, 
you know, that's what the season is so far. You know, you're, you're scoring one goal a game. <laughs> that's a, that's exactly now they're actually scoring less than one goal a game, but that's this team right now. Now it's not too late to turn things around. It's interesting. Um, I, 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 had, I had to take a look at the MLS power rankings um, today. I don't know if I had to, but I did. And, and don't it's funny. It. It's funny. I, I, I was a little surprised. They're, they're sitting at 11th, no change um, from that from is last surprising. Week. And coincidentally, yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very surprised by that. That's and co- insane. coincidentally, Dallas uh, stayed at 10. They didn't move either. And so it's interesting the way they talk about uh, the loons. And maybe it's nice from an outsider's point of view is, you know, they it ta- they talk about their win at St. Louis, their, you know, and and their impressive defense and everything like that. And then, of course, they have to bring up Reynoso. But but they're basically saying right now it feels like this team could they figure something out they could shoot up the standings is, is kind of mm-hmm. paraphrasing or they could go exactly the opposite or then they could plummet so we're kind of at a at a precipice here you know which way is it going to go is it are they going to figure something out or not yeah. but well when you're sitting at three three and three you're at a precipice i mean yeah. seriously three three and three there. Got, and, you, and you've got four in a row uh winless in the mls yeah. as well that's right so you're it's not a, going anywhere good right now it's a, it's a, God, again, I'll say it, a broken record over here. The defense for them can win you games. Unfortunately, yeah. the offense is losing them games. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, it's, it's so sad that we see this great, this really good defense that, that Adrian Heat has put together on the fly. Yeah. Uh, bringing a guy like, I'll bring up Tapius again, the guy, yes. you know, him and Boxel are probably one of the better duos in MLS right now. Yeah, it's so sad to see these guys make such great effort and then not score goals. It's like, you know, guys in the back are going, hey, dudes, and what else can we fucking do here? And speaking of boxing for me, boxy for me was my uh, man of the match last night. I thought he was great. Yeah, great. He had a great game. Great point, Connor. Because, yeah, I was going to speaking. I'm glad you guys brought him up because, like, not only was he strong in defense, um, you know, him and Mickey were, were really good, but I, you know, Boxel, he was way up the pitch. Multiple he was, times. I think he was just mad that the offense isn't scoring. He's like, you know what? I'm fuck this. I'm doing myself. You know, I, I it just, felt like that. Cause yeah. two, I think he had at least two passes that led to shots on goal. Um, it yep. was pretty impressive to see him. You don't see that too often from, from, uh, from the center backs at least recently. So it, well, it, was, and- it was great to see. I mean, it probably says two things. One, that he's getting frustrated that we're not scoring goals. And two, that he trusts Tapias enough to sit back, for Tapias to sit back and him to go forward and leave Tapias kind of back on an island and say, I know he's going to be okay back there. Yeah. Uh, if things and he is. get kind of bad. And he is. And he's fantastic. He's, yeah, he is. And you can absolutely mm-hmm. trust Tapias to be the, the last man back and mm-hmm. deal with anything coming his way. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, the sad thing is, as you said, Tony, is that our offense is losing us games. So, and and mm-hmm. what's even sadder is that you know this offense has the talent to score a bunch mm-hmm. of goals. Bam mm-hmm. Bangi has a bunch of speed that he could beat players down the wing with. And then uh, you've got Lud, who's got that kind of calm, uh, uh, flying under the radar vibe to him. He can he, he can beat you without he can beat you by being invisible. And then Amaria, he's the that poacher who right now is not poaching. So yeah. I'm hoping that maybe they can find a little 
uh, more cohesion and down the road, but it's yeah. going to be interesting. I'm glad you brought up loot again, because I, I think, I mean, if I'm going to pick a man, of ma- man of the match, that's not box. I'd probably go with loot. He looked like, yeah, a man I would possessed. too. He looked like a man possessed had a, you know, of course he, I think in the second half, he had that amazing slalom run through a couple of defenders, got a shot off that if you watch the replay, he was so close. I, I was mean, sitting on that, on that side of the field and I, I saw the whole thing from there and God, it was, Oh man, the the vibe in the stadium just was so frustrated. It, like yeah. everybody in, our, in the section was standing up as he was making the run through the making the run through yeah. the defense and, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he started, you know, he started on the right, he was making good you know, I guess more or less inverted runs through the middle. He was distributing the ball, I thought very well. I think I think David last night made a point. I think Lude maybe was frustrated coming out of the the first half with some mm-hmm. of the play from his teammates, but I mean, yeah. to Lude, I mean, Lude had a, a really good game. And what's really interesting is, you know, after in the second half, when um, I believe who, um, who came on, uh, who came on for um, Frank Aponte came Frank on for Dotson. Dotson. For for Dotson yeah. No, well, first Frank Aponte came well, on for Dotson. Yeah. And Sang Ben, oh, so I that, think it, it was uh, Garcia that came on for, for, for Sang Ben. Yep. Oh Garcia yes. Yes. Yep. 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 So, I guess what I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, at a point in the game, I think what, you know, before Mentor Garcia came in, you know, Frank Aponte basically, uh, he would have went on the left for the most part. Um, and then I believe who went to the right, because basically at, for a portion of the game, you know, uh, uh, Robin Lude went into that kind of center midfield role. Right. Pretty good at yeah. that point too. It looked really mm-hmm. well. I mean, that might've been the start of his run, but so, I mean, it just go kind of, I think, I think it just goes to show that, you know, he, I think he even said it after the game, Robin Lude likes playing on the right, but just to see him slot in, in the, in the 10 more or less and play well from there. Yeah. Maybe that's going to raise some questions. You know, can he do that again? Whether, whether he wants to or not, I don't know, but. Well, you know, Robin think- Lude, he, he made his feelings perfectly clear after the game actually is uh, that he was frustrated and he, he, he has a quote on Facebook quote. He's quoted on Facebook right now on their, on the Minnesota page, he says, first of all, I feel bad for the fans. We are almost into May and we have yet to hear Wonderwall. So I'm sorry about that for the fans. We need to build up mentally that this is, this stadium is where we win games, be more aggressive, but I think that will come. And that's that. I mean, there, yeah. there's no, like, you can talk all you want about the defense and how great they are, but until you start putting balls in the back of the net, I mean, we're not winning any games here. We're just not. Yeah. And, no. and no. this is the problem. Yeah. Um, it and it it is and it was all one of you know when speaking of substitutions when Mender came on and they did shift kind of towards that four four two, there was some moments too that were, you know moments where you could kind of maybe get excited about and un- I th- unfortunately Mender you, you you see he loves to run, you know past and through that you know their back four unfortunately right. I think Mender was offsides like three times you know yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's just so you know so frustrating and there was you know there was. I think there was one of the no calls you could talk about in the second half was, you know, clearly got his jersey gla- grabbed. Yeah, but I think uh, from watching it on TV, like uh, we did, I, I think he was offsides there as well. So I think basically they maybe even reviewed it. They didn't really give us a clear explanation on the broadcast, but I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling they reviewed it because, first of all, that grab might have been just outside the box. But second of all, I think he was offsides there. So that was at least three clear offsides for Mender. And that kind of, it's frustrating in a different way, you know, but. 
You know what's so funny is that he he was offside three times, and uh, you know how many times Minnesota had offsides called on them? Uh, three. three, three times. times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was it? Uh, coming out of this game, guys. Uh, one more thing we should talk about is the Bongi situation. Um, a lot of people saying that Bongi should not be starting. Um, I guess you know, my thoughts are if if Bongi's not starting, then you're starting Fragapani over there. Yeah. I mean that's that's where what you're gonna do, and obviously he thinks that Bongi makes more sense than Fragapane. But after watching Bongi this last game, I guess I'm kind of a little bit I'm torn between being excited for the guy and being like, okay, maybe he needs to sit for a while and kind of just get his game better. Yeah, you know, which we've talked about with him for, since he came here. It's like. He needs to get better. He's getting better, but he's not there yet. Yeah. No, I, I'm in, I think I'm in that camp too of, I'd like to see him switch back to starting Frankopani on the left. I mean, clearly there was a reason, Tony, like you mentioned it, that, that, you know, Heath has chosen now to uh, start Bongi over there for the last few games, at least. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, they asked Heath about it, you know, how, how do you think Franco's feeling about not starting after, you know, starting the year and he's like how do you think he feels so he's not pissed well maybe that you know competition is a good thing and it and again it's frustrating because bongi along the way he had he had some very good chances it's one of those things where we'd be talking about this game in a much different way if if he had just somehow managed it's so true yeah one of those at least two chances that he had it's a head scratcher but it it, and that's why it's maybe a tough decision but I, I would I'm in, I think I'm in the camp at this point. I'd like to see. I mean, because you got to figure something out. This club has to, and so I'd like to see Frank Opana get the start on the left with Lute on the right, and we'll see what happens if they yeah. if he does insist stick with sticking with the four two three one, which I, he hasn't said. He hasn't made it sound like he's he's going to try the two forward scenario, but we'll see. Yeah, no, you can't and you can't keep complaining about it because it's never going to happen. So yeah. I think you guys are right too. I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Bongi for me was the reason a lot of uh, attacks went awry last night, and he, his touches were too. His first touches when he received the ball were too too big. Uh, he needs he needs to learn how to take smaller touch touches. His shots weren't great. Um, he uh, he tries to he tries to run at the defense himself, and it probably about 80 90 percent of the time it doesn't work and he he gets dispossessed every time it goes back the other the other way um and uh, you know i I think i I feel for the guy because he does have tons of talent i i can see it i can see the how he can beat the defense off of his speed and and uh he is capable of great skill but he just doesn't use it he yeah and he ends up uh, just giving the ball away because his uh, he he gets a little bit too shall we say excited in the attack and the ball gets a little out of his reach and ends up going back the other way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think and part of that is and another I should say another thing to add is I I just don't doesn't feel like he's on the same page, you know, with say Robin Lewis or or Amaria or the the other guys out there in the attack and. Definitely you know, Amaria. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's had, you know, it's not like, you know, he's coming on for 20 minutes a game. He's he's played a lot here in the last month. So yeah, it's you know, I'm ready for a change. We'll see. Yeah. I'm also ready well, for a change. I think uh, you know, at, at this point, since 
Bongi's game is broken, I would like to see Fragapani on the left like he mm-hmm. like he has been in the past. Yeah. And um yeah, just I mean, if the the front four is obviously what needs the needs needs the biggest uh the biggest help here. And Fairly. if you put Fragapani on the left, I, I would like to see Lud in the ten and Sang Bin on the right, uh with Amaria or Mender up front. Uh and mm-hmm. um uh I will say I I loved Sang Bin in his first home game. I thought he was great, but uh, last night he was kind of a lot non factor. So I would like to see him in his natural position, which I believe yeah. is right wing. You're asking yeah, for a lot not... of changes, Connor. You're asking for a lot of changes. <laughs> yeah, you here. Might... Well, yeah. you know, We're... if you hey, if you not... beat him. But we got three changes that going into this game, and that might be that most of that was due to the yeah. availability of players. So yeah, you, you are asking for a lot of change. I'm glad you brought up saying Ben, because the one thing I'll say about him is yeah, because he he other than you know set pieces and restarts, uh, you know, he does have good service. Everybody has seen that, but he wasn't he was not involved in the no. game in the first half, like basically at all, I think. And by the time he finally started getting involved a little bit more, maybe getting into the flow of the game, because let's face it, he hasn't been here that long. He's been here for a few games, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously however, he needs however, a little bit more time to, to settle in with the team. But it's unfortunately right now, I think by the time maybe he was getting into the flow of this game, guess what? He's not match fit. He's 90, he, he's not 90 minutes fit. And so for he's sure. basically gassed by the time maybe he was, potentially going to get into this game and can make yeah. a difference so but that'll come you know that that'll his fitness will come in the next few games so you know mm-hmm. things be better guys we end this game a nil nil draw all i can yeah. say is at least we're not uh kansas city right now yeah true they, 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 i saw them still, down at still, the that, still I, they, still have a they are still, still winless, winless. Yeah. i saw that for the first time yesterday i couldn't believe it that's on yeah. i can't believe they have no wins this year you think you think, our, you think our offense is bad they've scored three goals all season that's insane i, I mean, did not terrible. see that coming whatsoever and yeah you know another hey let's try it hey at least it wasn't a loss we we managed to cut that off the three game losing streak but uh you know another fun little thing which is it's really weird as we get in you know talk about next week's game but like so we've played dallas now twice in nine games minnesota has and uh you know guess what dallas has played 10 games after yesterday they've been shut out twice uh only twice i should say and of course that was against minnesota so you know yep again credit to the back line tony like you you said before but so that that's kind of interesting how they, they shut, shut dallas out twice twice they're only two shoutouts of the year yeah so and what's what's oh. nice is that um minnesota does have a game in hand on both dallas and uh san jose so if they can win that game in hand they'll uh they'll still be in the running for uh i mean obviously very early on in the season so we shouldn't start jumping to conclusions but yeah. they'll make their way up into the top four yeah and one other one more fun fact i got because i wrote it down this was the first game in which Minnesota actually had a better better passing numbers than their opponent, um, which is shocking in the sense that Minnesota's passing, we all know, has been terrible this year. Um, but, you know, they managed to ha- have better passing. I think it was at well, uh, not well, but over 80%. What was it? Um, yeah, just about 82%, not quite. Um, I guess that, ad, I mean, I'm saying that as like it's good news. Maybe that's adds to the frustration of a lot of fans, including us, because, hey, this is the game that Minnesota probably should have won yet at home, but they didn't. But can't do anything about it now. Next week, guys, we move on to Vancouver. And uh, guess what? 
Uh, this is a game David probably would miss anyways because the 9.30 start mm. in Vancouver. At least it's so Saturday course, night. At least it's so Saturday of course, night. That means it's a uh, 10.30 start for David down in Florida. So I'm sure he will probably not be watching much of that game. Yeah. Uh, so him missing isn't, it probably won't be a problem. So our, uh, our text chain will be about half full as it usually and, is probably. And, and that's kind of, I led into when I talked about how we played Dallas twice in nine games. Well, here we played Vancouver twice in 10 games. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really interesting you know, how the schedule is working out, but so is, it's an interesting game. You look at Minnesota. If you look at Minnesota's results and Vancouver's results, very, very similar. Like Vancouver, Vancouver is coming off of two nil nil draws. You know, and other than the game you, they played Montreal at home, they won five nil. They've they've looked they look a lot like Minnesota, struggling to score goals more than one a game, other than that one. So it's it's an interesting matchup. But they're also not giving. They actually have yeah the uh, I think their goals against were only seven goals against. We're at so eight. That's right. So yeah, both so teams you, are pretty, and they have a plus four goal difference right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a large so, part, thanks to that 5-0 drawing of Montreal, who everybody's beaten up. I mean, actually, Montreal might be slightly better than Kansas City. I'm not sure, but oh, they they, they are. Yeah. I feel bad well, Montreal it, sucks because when we have to talk to Sam, I mean, that's going to suck for her. Yeah, yeah. Mont- Montreal, I've I, I got to admit, I haven't been following Montreal too closely, but they're actually up to three wins now. So they're yeah. really yeah. on the up and up. You know, I will say that Vancouver would have – they have a plus-four goal difference right now, but they would have a plus-three goal difference had a referee checked his watch a little bit earlier. So I didn't mm, – uh, You know where you're going with that one. Yep. That's true. That's true. We were there at Allianz Field to see that. Yeah. That's true. Oh, true, yep. true. 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 I'm still a little well, salty about that. I'm, well, now I am since you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all salty about it, Connor. That's the yeah. deal. Um. Let's talk about uh, predictions for next week's game, guys, against Vancouver in Vancouver. Uh, Connor, lead us off. What's your prediction for next week's game? All right. Well, um, Vancouver has had to has had a couple of different uh, uh, competitions to play in. Uh, besides the the MLS, they have played in the Canadian mm-hmm. Championship. They're playing in the Canadian Championship this. Um, uh, the weekend, the week after. So I wonder if they're gonna. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna play. Uh, I wonder are they gonna play a first squad for the Canadian ch- Championship quarterfinal, or are they gonna? Oh, quarterfinal. Uh, are are they gonna let people sit for the Canadian Championship and play their first squad against us? So that's a that's a big question to have. And of course, they just played mm-hmm. LAFC in the Concacaf Champions League Champions League mm-hmm. last last month, which they lost. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go optimistic this time. I think Minnesota uh, will have good luck in Vancouver. I th- I'm gonna say two one Minnesota. Good for you. Um, I'll go for David because he's not here. David is gonna be pessimistic and say we're gonna lose five uh, nil uh, okay. to Vancouver. I'm just kidding. Sounds no. about right. No. I'll go for myself this time. <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm gonna say uh, our defense is gonna hold hold Vancouver to, to no points. They're gonna get a shutout again. And our offense is gonna score one goal, and it's gonna be some crazy lucky bounce type of dealio where shit goes all wrong for Vancouver and the ball just finds the back of the net barely. And we're gonna win one nil. All right. Dave, how about you? 
Well, I just repeat what you just said, Tony, for me, because that's essentially what I was thinking. I mean, this to me, this game screams a one-one draw, but I mean, I think I, that's what I picked uh, for Dallas here this past Sunday. Um, so I don't want to be boring. I fe- it just to me, it feels like I haven't picked Minnesota to win in too long, whether that's been two two weeks or whatever it has been. I'm going to go. That's why I'm also going to go with a one-nil win. I mean, believe me, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for the floodgates to open, but I'm I'm not going to predict it until I see it, you know. So one nil it is for me as well. Well, again, this is uh, after this game. Of course, we'll be doing our podcast at Heavy Rotation Brewing. Um, so hopefully they win because I don't want to go there and be all pissed off that they lost. And Tony, um, on the bright side, though, if they do if they do lose, then we'll have a little bit more to drink over there. Actually. <laughs> yeah. And also, do you remember why? I mean, uh, you know, it's Mother's Day on the 14th, so that's why. But mm-hmm. I, before we realized that, we should have realized it earlier. But we before we realized it, we were kind of excited because I believe on the 13th, that Saturday, mm-hmm. the following the Vancouver's match, Minnesota travels to Kansas could City, travel, isn't it? It's, Kansas yeah, City. I think they travel, they travel to Kansas City. So nobody's losing against Kansas City right now. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course, it'd be our luck to be like the first first team get to get beaten uh, by Kansas City. That's exactly what I was about to say. I I think you're dead on there, Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been a, it would have been bad. Would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I could put out. I I've been think I've thought about this guys. We're talking about this game against Vancouver, and I could say that if we lost, I would do this, and if we won, I would do this. If we win against Vancouver on Sunday night. Anybody who comes to heavy rotation brewing and and knows our podcast, I will buy you your first beer. Wow. That's a win. All right. So uh Sam, I know is uh, planning on coming out. I believe Sam's planning on coming out. So Sam, uh, I know you're probably listening to this podcast. If you come out and we win, I'll buy your first beer. Um it really, Sam, if you come out anyways, I'll buy your first beer. But anybody else. I'll buy your first beer if the loons win and you come out to the podcast on Sunday. Um, so there you go. All right. Um, yeah. Let us talk about some Minnesota soccer history, Connor, because we missed you last week. Let's get some good stuff in this week. All right. Well, let's see. What's today? May 1st. We're going to go back to a week, uh, a week ago. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're going to go back to a week ago in 1976 uh, when the Kicks play on, on uh, sorry, that's April 24th, 1976, when the Kicks played their inaugural match Ooh. at the, at the San Jose Earthquakes. They unfortunately <laughs> lost that match 4-2, but they, they kicked off their Minnesota soccer, the Minnesota soccer history that everything else came after. So Can you, can you believe that? that the Quakes have been going on for this long? Quakes have been around I mean, since 1974, I think. Yeah, that's that's freaking nuts, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you don't yeah. think of American soccer, you don't think of teams lasting that long, but there's a bunch of teams that have lasted a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we'll do the same day in 1985 when the Strikers won Game One of the indoor soccer quarterfinal playoffs, six-five, and took a one-nothing series lead at. The Las Vegas Americans. And you say a series lead. Were they playing best of three or a best? I, I think of... it was best of 
best of seven actually oh wow best Can of you seven imagine? yeah this was, this was the of course the americanization of of u.s soccer mm. uh because indoors they these, of course yeah too indoor, so it's like they, soccer oh, yeah. on a hockey rink they wanted these like best of seven series and all this stuff you know but right well, because yeah, if it wasn't, you know, what was the average American sports fan to think? What you play one game, it can end end in a draw. What's going on? Yeah, Dave. Uh, uh, what other team? What other team? What fictitious team do you know of that also had the name the Americans? Oh, in any given Sunday. Um, Correct. Who was the it? Dal- the Dallas team was it? The Dallas Americans? No, it was the Minnesota Americans. Oh, was it the Minnesota Americans? It was the Minnesota Americans. Oh wow, pretty sure. Yeah, Minnesota Americans. Uh, one of because that the, was that I'm glad that's funny you brought that up. I haven't watched that movie in too long because I, well, I, great movie. I think I own it in my closet on DVD somewhere, but I uh, could watch that over and over. It mm-hmm. even the, the only knock on it was that it, you know, it didn't have it wasn't spot, you know, wasn't affiliated with the NFL and it had like it was it some, could, they, it couldn't I, be. They might, they might have mentioned the NFL, but it was clearly that they were kind of a second league, I think was the idea. Yeah. And that was the only knock mm-hmm. on it, but boy, I mean, Robert De Niro, I mean. There were some great what was performances in that one. The Miami, it was Miami Sharks, not the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. It was the Minnesota Americans, not the Vikings. I think it was like the New York Rhinos, not the Giants. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Was, but there were some other, there were some other ones in there too. But you know, it was it could have been about the NFL because of all the stuff they did in that damn movie. I mean, the, the drugs, yeah, all yeah. that, I mean, all that stuff that was happening. I mean, there's no way they could have done. American football, they wouldn't let him do it. But I oh, mean, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that movie again. I just like There's... some of the drama that's going on with with Cam- is it Cameron Diaz? You know, kind of basically, yeah. Take, yeah. like when they go, it's the final two minutes, and they show the clock mm-hmm. on the screen, and they're but they're mm-hmm. they're almost more focused on the drama than they are of the game, and it just goes back and forth. Okay, I'll, I'll stop talking. Al, Al Pacino has a great great monologue in that movie when he's talking to guys about it's a game of inches, right? One yeah. inch here, you don't win the game. One inch here, you don't win it. It's the same I, in sports. It's every that that one inch. It just goes for every sport. It goes for soccer too. I mean, yeah. One inch here, and you don't score a goal. One inch here, and you you know whatever. You know? Yeah, I said I said Robert De Niro. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant Al Pacino. Yes. Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the, then, um, and I want to correct myself. Actually, it looks like in the quarterfinals and semifinals, they were a series of five. Uh, and then in the in the final, um, that's when they went to a series of seven, and in uh, oh, indoor soccer. Uh, we're gonna move on to let's do let's do April twenty seventh, nineteen eighty six, when the Strikers won Game Two of their semifinal playoff and uh, tied the series one one by a score of six two. At Tony, I'm gonna give you one guess who. The Cleveland Steamers. The Cleveland Force. Yes. I do have the shirt, though. I do have the Cleveland Force shirt. The Cleveland Force shirt. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to... Uh, oh, okay. So, um, April 28th, 2019, when United got their first ever win at Allianz Field against uh, DC United. 1-0. Nice. Um and uh, I'll give you extra points if you can guess who if you can remember who scored the goal. Uh, Christian Ramirez. It was not Christian Ramirez. Mm, damn it! I Maybe feel like I was. I I didn't get to watch this game. I think I was in Australia of all places, so I did not get to watch the game. So I, oh, I wow. can't remember off the top of my head. So I guess I could guess. Uh, how about 
Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. I can't think of the. I can't think of what I want to say. It'll probably be who was it? It was Angelo Rodriguez. No, that was not. Ooh, who I, that, was not who I, that was not who I was. Wow. Yes. Yep. Blast from the past. There. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. Um. Retired. Just kidding. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to today. May first, when we're going to. To 1999, when the Thunder won their season opener uh, at the Rochester Raging Rhinos. And that was yeah, the, the Rhinos championship winning season, by the way, 1999, when they beat the, yeah. when they beat the Rhinos in the final. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Good and year. That's your history for today, everybody. Thanks, Connor. Great history, as always. Before we go, guys, I have one funny story to talk about. And, uh, guys, here's a little... This is a fact now. Uh, a naked landlord does not justify lower rent. Just to let Look, you know, Tony. What you do on your on your time is none of our business. Okay. This is from this is from Germany. Okay. Uh, German court said Wednesday that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building wasn't a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. Uh, the case involved a building in an up in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. The company withheld rent because it objected, among other things, to the landlord's naked sunbathing uh, in response the landlord sued. The Frankfurt State Court rejected the company's reasoning, finding that usability of the rented property was not impaired by the plaintiff sunning himself naked in the courtyard. In a statement that... <laughs> it said in a statement that it couldn't see in any inadmissible, deliberately imp improper effect on the property... Uh, they found the, the tenant had been entitled to reduce rental payments for three months only because of noisy construction work in neighborhood. The court said the spot where the landlord's sunbathed could only be seen from the rented office by leaning far out the window. It also said the tenant proved to failed to prove that he took the stairs to the courtyard unclothed. On the contrary, the plaintiff stated credibly that he always wore a bathrobe, which he only took off just before the sun, before the sun lounger, it said. So, <laughs> you have yeah. this company who's renting from this landlord, and the landlord decides, "Hey, I'm going to go out in my courtyard and, uh, you know, sun out naked." And this company decided, "Hey, we're going to uh, get reduced rent because you're sunbathing naked, and we don't like it." So, the course decided that wasn't good enough to get reduced rent. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, so, remember, I, guys. I, wow. Okay. Don't worry, guys. If you ever rent out property, feel free to sunbathe naked outside of your property. That they, they cannot reduce rent for doing that. Mm. Yeah, mm. cannot cannot reduce rent. Yeah. But Damn. Once again, you know, Europeans sunbathing naked. Yeah, I'm not going to do that in my development. Uh, no, I wouldn't, Dave. Not in your development. No. I wouldn't do that. Take quarters here. So. Well, I mean, it, it begs the question. I mean, dude. Landlord guy, do you really need to be sunbathing naked out in your courtyard? I mean, I get it, you're renting it, but is it something to sunbathe naked? I don't think that fits in the needs category. I, mean, I don't think there's a need. No, thing, I don't but... think so. I think if, yeah. if you had access to your roof, that might be a little bit better for that. I exactly think. right. Yeah, do it on your yeah. roof. Don't do it in the courtyard. I think I think landlord saw some of the tenants coming in. He's like, I'm gonna go out and sunbathe naked and just you know show it off, you know, yeah. whatever. 
But yeah, you can't. Uh, you like, can't... There's got to be one person that'll be like, hey, I've got a few hey. ideas. Hey, there you go. That's right. But no, you can't. You can't uh, not pay rent because somebody's sunbathing naked outside of your window. You can't do that. So, huh. There you go. That's a funny story for tonight, guys. Um, before we get out of here, is anything you guys want to talk about? Anything you want to say briefly? I, I can't think of anything myself. I think we covered everything that I was thinking about going into the pod. So, so yeah, uh, once again. Uh, oh, because uh, just because we know, and we know for a fact that Adrian Heath listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain, there are a couple of uh, free agents out there that I'm going to petition Adrian Heath to sign for the number 10. Go ahead. Um, there's, a, there's a certain Colombian by the name of James Rodriguez, he's mm-hmm. free right now, and Isco is open too. Mm-hmm. And I know right they'd now. probably be more than open to come coming to the U.S. because they're a little bit older, and uh, they've. Sure. Uh, uh, I think they'd fit in at the number ten where Reynoso left that blank. So, uh, Minnesota, uh, take some when hints. Does this, when does the summer transfer window open? I want to say at the beginning of June. Because, I was going to say because uh, the window, the early window, just just closed, I believe. Right, in the last week or so, I suppose. But well, supposedly, according to Taylor Twelman during the broadcast, uh, July the had 5th. a play. July fifth. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Tony. I just wanted. To... Yeah, so the yeah about a week ago, April twenty fourth, the first one primary closed, and the second window opens July fifth. According to Taylor Twelman, guys, during the broadcast, he said that the loons were down there two weeks ago, trying to get mm. uh, Reynoso on a plane. Good one to bring up. Yeah, and we, we should have brought it, we should have brought that up now because I wasn't listening to the uh, Apple TV broadcast. I was li- watching the FS1 cable broadcast, and mm-hmm. um, they didn't mention that. And so when I when I saw it, I think it was um, I think it was I saw it on Soda Soccer um, mentioned mentioned that during their their match thread. I was like, what, what, what? And this is news to us. And Adrian Heath was asked about this, and he said, well. In a nutshell, they they've had people down there, multi, you know, for a while now, talking to them, and yeah. I think the disappointment comes because, yeah, I think he, you know, Heath basically confirmed what Twelman said is a couple weeks ago. It sounded like he was coming back, and he didn't. So, not Taylor Twelman was down in the field before the game. I saw him uh, walking nice. around there, yeah, there before the game, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe head down to his old hood in Action Valley. Yeah, head down to the old. You know, it's all the spots down there, down to uh, what's the name of that? The the bar down there, Dave. The, well, you got Bogarts. Wild Bills? Bogarts, maybe the Bogarts. Maybe you went to oh, Bogarts okay. down there. Um, Back in his day, but it no. would probably Bogarts. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm going to tell people this, and I saw people on Twitter saying, well, this is a, maybe this is a contract dispute. It's not a contract dispute. No. It's not a contract dispute. The guy got a great contract from the Loons. Right. This is a personal this is a breach slash, of contract this is a breach of contract and this is yeah. I, I truly believe this this is a personal yeah. slash mental slash he's got to deal with it himself type of issue where he's got some problems going on with his wife or his girlfriend and, and their kid I, I i truly believe that i truly believe there is some stuff going on that it's, of course we don't know about because he's not going to talk about it but that's what's happening it is yeah. interesting uh, listening to Heath's post game comments and uh, the way the way he phrased it was just interesting. Like exactly us, almost like 
Twelman described it. They were disappointed. Of course, they were. They thought he was coming back. He didn't. And then Heath kind of finished that conversation. He more or less confirmed what Twelman said, but he kind of finished with it, you know, with, yeah, we've been down there, We, you know, and we hope, you know, we're going to keep talk. We're, we're not close. He didn't say we're closing our the door. He said, we're going to continue these talks. And he more or less said, I'm just a paraphrase here. I'm not quoting him, but he more or less said, I hope and hope to talk some sense into him is what he said. Heath said now, yeah. maybe that got lost in translation translation or something, but so, yeah, I don't, cause I don't want to make light of it. Cause Tony, I think you're hundred percent right without knowing. I think that ha- yeah. it's, it's all with him. It's a personal issue. I it's, agree hundred percent. And yep. we just can't know what that is exactly. We don't, we don't know the situation. Obviously it's a bad enough situation where he's not up here playing soccer. And it's, and if you read in a situation a little bit, and if there's problems with his girlfriend slash wife and their kid, I mean, would you want to leave your kid? I mean, I mean, if that's Absolutely what the situation not. is, yeah. you wouldn't want to do that. And uh, I wish, I know it's personal for soccer players to talk about their family issues, but I think if Reynoso came out and he probably never would do this and said, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my situation. I have family to think about this and this and this. I think all of us up here would be like, okay, that's, you know, fantastic. Do what you got to do, right? Mm. Family is more important than soccer at this point, you know? Soccer is just a game. When we do a podcast talking about it and we say players suck and all that type of stuff, it's just a game. It's not real life, you know? I mean, it's real life, yes, but it's not, like, the most important thing. Um, so I got a feeling there's a lot more going on with his situation than we know about, and I just hope that he finds clarity, right? I just hope that he mm-hmm. is happy with whatever happens with his life. You know, and that's staying down yeah. there and, you know, playing in back in his home country and playing around his family, then good for him. Yeah. You know, there's not, nothing we can do about it. You know, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I think, I think we're going to have an, I would assume we'll have an answer once that when, you know, secondary mm-hmm. window opens at some point during that window. I mean, I asked, you know, well, team almost has yeah. to make a move. They're being him, you know, they're, 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 they're down a dp right now so yeah at some point it at some point unfortunately it, it, it goes from being a personal slash family issue to becoming a business issue mm-hmm. and that's the point the loons have to figure out is when does it become a business issue that we have to deal with that's not personal it's just business we got to do something and that's that you know they can't the loons can't drag it out too long that's all i'm saying is they can't yeah. do that yeah, for sure. I mean, we did that. We did that with Icopara, you know, and we yeah. found that we kind of found out why they did that, and it was understandable. But then again, it's like, dudes, you could have like just moved on a business decision, right? I get it, but at some point, it's a business. So, um, before we get out of here, guys, just like I said, we're going to be at uh, Heavy Rotation Brewing next Sunday at noon, right when they open to uh, try to pull this podcast off in a brewery for the first time, well, since last June in Miami, but the first time without, without David we Sterling as our producer. David Sterling as our producer. Yeah. Uh, I think it was so, um, January at uh, Alloy. We were there. We were there. We're, that was our last yeah, brewery, we were, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the last, was last. Well. Not this January, yeah. last January. Yeah. January of 22. Like yeah. Yeah. 
movie? It, Was it, David I think here? so. It's, it seems he, he. It seems longer, more longer ago than that. I'd have. I don't, I don't have their list in front uh, of us, but it could have been. You know, we could have done that. Know. It could be January twenty twenty one. Honestly, that could have been longer than that. Yeah, it could have been. In fact, it might. Now that I say, it had been twenty 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 one. Yeah, been a while since we've done one up here. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll try it out. See how it goes. Hopefully, it goes well. Then we can do some more. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. If it doesn't go well, we'll uh, we'll we'll go back to the drawing board and make sure it does go well the next time we try it. Because we're we're we'll spend a we'll spend a shitload of money on on like crazy equipment, you know. (laughs) Soundboards and everything, we'll or we fucking... could just record on our iPhone like we did uh, at IER years ago. So yeah, we could do that too. That's not a problem. We found out that works just it's just fine. Thanks. So sure. All right, guys. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Connor and Dave, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons. Go loons. <laughs>